Cameron, and this is Awkwardly Adulting. Here we talk about the challenges of becoming adult, while talking about other pop culture topics, mental health, and more. Follow the podcast at Pod on Instagram. There I announce new episodes, and also you can suggest new topics, ask questions, or even be featured on another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, I'm Cameron, and welcome to Awkwardly Adulting. So, here today with me is my fake Dr. Pepper drink from The Habit. There's some ASMR for you. We are going to be talking about the Netflix show, Never Have I Ever. I have a Google Doc of notes, and we're going to get into it. Okay, first off, I'm going to tell you guys how I found this show. I was bored. I saw the trailer. The trailer was uh, one of the main characters. And the main character says, Hi, I am here to have sex with you. And he takes off his shirt. And uh, she wakes up. It is a dream. So I decided to watch it. So, what I'm going to talk about, like, on the premise of Never Have I Ever, I'm going to summarize, like, the show and tell you, um, like, what's it about, the characters, the conflict, like, the basic of the show. And then I'm going to talk about, like, the problems. Not problems, but I think I like them. But people, yeah, I'll get into it. And then what do I think? Like, what's my opinion? And uh, all that. That's the main priority. Okay, I'm gonna... Okay, y'all, let's get into it. Okay, I did this at 12 o'clock in the morning. So what I did first was figure out who made this show. Now, Mindy Callahack. Calla? I should have looked up how to pronounce her names. She is the one that plays Kelly Kapoor in The Office. She created the show, co-created the show with another lady named Lang Fisher. I think both of them are comedians, and they base this show off their high school experiences. So Mindy Kaling, Mindy Kaling, she had an experience in high school, and she literally just put it in the show. It's not a timeline of her life, so that's important to remember. Mindy Kalahag, oh my god, Kaling, she is Indian. Lang Fisher is white, uh, based off what I saw off Google. And yeah, that's like the premise of the show. I looked at IMDb and the um, summary that they have. It says, the complicated life of a modern day first generation Indian American teenage girl. Inspired by Mindy Callan's own childhood. That's it. So let's get into what is it about. So the show Never Have I Ever, they go based off Never Have I Ever Did This, Never Have I Ever Did That, Did That. It's all based off the whole game. If you put your t- 10 fingers up and you say, never have I ever, and you put them down, like, yeah, you've heard of the game. I, I bet you've heard of the game. So each episode is never have I ever did so-so. And the first episode is I'm sorry. I think not I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> um, but never have I ever did something. I don't remember. But the whole premise of the show is that she is... Um, taking her life day by day trying to figure out how to cope with her the loss of her father now people i saw this video and she was saying how the the first episode was going too fast but that's the whole point like we're supposed to know that her dad died but it's not supposed to be a recent thing like that's the whole point of the show and that's why they do it in quick 
two seconds like in the first episode we know that her dad died and we know that she was paralyzed at one point and we know that she miraculously got up by seeing Paxton one of the main characters the one that was taking off his shirt in the trailer we'll get into him later so that's the whole premise of the show how she's coping with her trauma and I guess I'm not Indian American I am black American I'm not African American I'm not from Africa but African American, black, brown, and I don't know the culture that she's um that's being represented in the show, but I do uh, I do understand that she's brown and that there's some mm, some white characteristics that happen at her school, so I understand that and it I get it. Okay, I I can relate to her. Another thing in the show, it's kind of sex crazed like this she's a teenager a sophomore in high school and she's dealing with the loss of her dad she's dealing with um like maturing and trying to amend her relationship with her mom which she didn't really have in the first place so to cope with that she's focusing on boys and she's like investing her relationship in boys and in parties and wanting to do drugs and honestly, I'm relating, like, the whole premise of her sh- the show, I kind of relate to it. Besides her, like, um, her cultural, like, difficulty, like, connecting with it because she wasn't really taught it. Like, she didn't grow up with the culture because she lives in um, the United States, California, in the valley where I grew up. I- I'll talk about that later. But, yeah, so, uh, not sophomore year, but I do understand that in my junior year that I was sex crazed everyone was talking about getting a boyfriend everyone was talking about college boyfriends college boys so it is a thing like I don't like how this girl on YouTube she literally she literally said I don't like how she acted crazy in the show I wouldn't say she acted crazy I'm gonna say she thought she was logical like she thought she was acting logically to her situation and she didn't really know what she was doing wrong in that situation. It's supposed to be a whole thing that we're watching. We're watching this character grow. Like, that's the whole point of the show. But um, I'm going to try not to speak on the cultural side because that's like a whole episode and a whole uh, part of the show. But I don't really want to speak on it because I'm not really, I'm not Indian American. So I don't really relate to that. So I don't want to speak on it and say something wrong about that. But let's get into the characters. The main character, okay, I saw a video. It's Devi. De- De- no, Devi. Devi. It's not Davy, it's Devi. She was saying it like there's an H in it. I'm glad I looked it up. But I, because I don't want to butcher, I don't want dis- to be disrespectful. But yeah, and then the actress name, I'm going to say she's 18. Please remember that. I, I, I'm going to go slow. Maitri Raim Krishnan. I got it. That's her first and last name. She has her full name, which is pretty cool because Mindy Kaling, I saw an article that she changed her name to make it easier for people to pronounce, but it's kind of cool that uh, this actor kept it the same. And Paxton, I'm not looking up this man's age. He's 39 years old. He a grown man. They kiss in the show. He the love interest. That just grossed me out. <laughs> and this chick, she was um, 
auditioning for the show while she was in high school still. That made me even more uncomfortable. So Paxton, just remember Paxton, he's important. Ben, he's like the smart rival to Devi. And he's like, he's like this boy that doesn't have any friends. His parents don't really pay attention to him because he's doing so well in school. He's like, he's rich, but in money and not friends and relationships. Her two friends is diverse, of course. So it's an Asian girl named Eleanor and a black girl named Fabiola. They have their own set of problems. Eleanor, like her, her little story like uh, about her mom. The problem with Eleanor is that her mom, she comes and goes. But I think what's funny is that Eleanor kind of, in an episode, she inspires her mom to like go back into acting. I don't think people any don't want to talk about that. But I guess what we're looking at is that Eleanor's mom is leaving her and not really wanting to come back to help raise her with her dad. But then again, Eleanor really, she kind of inspired her mom that to get back into acting, to not give up. And I kind of like that. I just don't want to, like, praise it because she literally left her child and faked that she was on some type of cruise acting when she was at some Mexican restaurant serving. I'm not going to condone that, but I like that little aspect because Eleanor soon gets back into acting because she misses it so much. It's a part of her. And yeah, that's, that's a side story. Another side story, the black girl, Fabiola, she's mixed. She gay. Parents don't know. The family black. So that's a whole, that's a whole dilemma. And yeah, that's the main characters. It's not really a lot. There's some other characters, Ava. That's going to be uh, Fabiola's love interest. Eleanor, she has some boyfriend. What's funny is that one of the characters, that this is how Fabiola found out she was gay, was this boy that wasn't from On My Block. And the On My Block kid, he was like the thug. You'll see this, the thug with uh, the, what's it? He was 16. Like, we all found out he was 16 because um, Spooky was asking him, like, oh, like, what's uh, what's your wish? Something like that. I forgot the show. But he was, like, saying, I can't wait to make it to my 16th birthday. And that was him. So, Purple Squad, Black Panther Squad, that was him. But, yeah, that's the main characters. That was That's the summary of the show. Let's get into what I disliked and liked about the show. I liked that the show included a bunch of brown people and that it was actually an Indian family. Um... I saw some complaints that um, Indian parents are very strict. And the mother on the show, she was very um, nonchalant about different things. Uh, There's a cousin that was living in their house. I don't really find her as the main character because she's just like, she's just an example of how some people are treated in the community of like, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. She's supposed to be the better example of Devi and, uh, she wasn't really a main character. I didn't really like her. She was just there. Yeah, it didn't really make sense of why she was there. But we do know now that the cousin was being favorited by the mother. And Devi was being treated like like nothing, like dirt. Um, the turning point of the whole movie, this is when I was crying. This is what I, I liked about the show was that I kind of, it was dramatic. Okay. But you can see how the trauma literally like, it started getting worse and worse in the beginning of the show. 
she her her legs magically started working again because she stood up and saw this boy Paxton at the grocery store and she was like oh my god Paxton so cute so cute I need to date him I need to have sex with him then she obsessed over him to the point where she goes up to him in second third I don't know what episode hey let's have sex and he said I'm down and soon enough they get together and nothing happens because she freaks out okay that's understandable she lies to her friends hey yeah we did have sex okay that's trauma building we're still building up there she lies to them she soon keeps going over to his house keeps entertaining the idea of oh my god he might like me still he might like he might get with me still still he's friend zoning her left and right he's like saying straight up like "Mm, i don't think this is gonna work out she still doesn't get the hint and soon enough he starts getting with other people and she's like oh but maybe he might like me soon after or blah 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 and supposedly someone finds out ben ben finds out oh um paxton and debbie didn't have sex and he was gonna share it and talk about it with other people i think that's how paxton found out paxton's mad at debbie like uh, we didn't have sex. <laughs> Why are you lying to people? Debbie, she starts to crumble because she lost a friend. She lost a, a person that she liked, uh, obsessed with, actually. And that kind of switches. At that point, we find out that Fabiola is gay and she wants to come out. And we found out Eleanor's mo- mom is back. And... They both, both of her friends, Fabiola and Eleanor, come up to Debbie and they're like, oh my god, we need to talk. There's something important that we need to talk about, blah, blah, blah. There's some, there's big stuff happening. And Debbie has the nerve to say, my ish is bigger than yours. And she just storms off. This part, these parts of the show really irk to me because, like, I bet actual people do this and they act, <laughs> actual, <laughs> sorry. I bet people actually do that to their friends and they don't realize it like they they don't realize that your friend like I don't can't explain it but that happens and trauma gets even more she goes to the house uh the what is it called arranged marriage for the cousin comes and uh yada yada that happens it's not really important what's important back to what I was saying What's important is that the mother was enabling the cousin's behavior. Like, she knew that the cousin had an Asian boyfriend and that she did not want to get an arranged marriage. So she knew all of this stuff, but she still put together the arranged marriage. She still had the dinner with the uncle. And I don't know. It was very weird. Um, I do have to say that was kind of weird. Now, after this... Debbie notices all of this like she's not getting in trouble but I get in trouble for what I do but bro you you get in trouble for drinking and all this like it's valid why she gets in trouble but your cousin is a grown adult and yes your culture is a marriage marriage but like I don't think Debbie understands that she's not 18 (laughs) she has a mother and she still has to abide by her mother's rules. She still has to listen to her mother at this point. Even if she does agree, disagree with her, it's like, I don't know. It's like a given rule to all brown families. I think it's all brown families. They all have to abide by the rules. If you lend, live underneath this house, roof, 
if I give you the clothes on your back, it's it's the same thing. Like, I don't like how she disrespects her mother in that way. Now, the mother is harsh on her for no reason. Like, yes, there's a boy over, but she's lives in, a, like, California in the valley. Like, in the valley, bruv, like, everyone cares about getting a boyfriend. Like, I feel like she should at least understand what her daughter's kind of going through and kind of talk to her. Like, yo, I don't really approve of this. Uh, you will get punished for this and blah 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 but maybe that's a cultural thing I have no idea I'm black I have no idea but I do understand like my mom was pretty disappointed when she found out what was going on with me well not disclose but there was some stuff going on with me and I couldn't I couldn't do anything about it because I wasn't 18 I couldn't say anything about it because I was not a grown adult see my dad had a joke like I would be in a grocery store and I would be like hey can I get that can I get that candy or can I get that shirt? Can I get those shoes? And he would ask me, do you have a J-O-B? I would say like, no. What's a J-O-B? You don't have a job. You can't buy it. So that was his thing. But I'm just trying to say like the the mother and how strict she was on Debbie, that's a whole thing in the show. And I think it's because the father died and now it's Devi, her only child, who was recently paralyzed who is going to high school, who is maturing into an, a, a grown adult, who's maturing into having discovery with boys, and now she doesn't have a husband to teach her daughter about boys. I think if everyone had empathy in the show, they would understand where all of um, the whole family is going through. Not even the cousin. I think the cousin's just there to fill in a space. But just the mother and daughter and what both of them are going through. Yes, she has a therapist. There's this therapist... And I saw this other video about how black people are only shown as therapists or another way. I did not notice that until now. She gave other examples. But she was a therapist in this show. Nisi Nash. Is that her name? She was pretty cool. I like her. I don't remember what's the, when's the first time I saw her in a, um, a film and acting. But this she was fine in this show. She was a therapist. It wasn't really important. Anyway. The trauma. So, the mother kind of adds on, and she's pressuring her, like, I can't raise you, you disobey me, you don't, di you disrespect me, you don't listen to me, and then Devi says, I wish you were dead, I wish you were the one that died, and not dad, and she closes her door, she slams it, at that point, we all knew as the audience, like, bruh, like, this, this... The trauma has reached to a point where it's messing with her relationships that actually care for her. Like, her, mo she doesn't realize that her mom is actually trying her best. Like, I don't think her mom was trained to know what to do, how to raise a child on her own. Like, everyone's learning right now. And I think that's what, I think a lot of people don't really have empathy for like, even in shows, they don't really think about all the perspectives. So, in the the YouTube um, review that I watched, she was even saying, like, her mom was, was giving her disrespect, like, strict. But then she didn't act strict enough. Like, I think it's kind of hard when a parent loses another uh, co-parent. Because usually they would discuss and, and know what to do. But I don't know. Is it a cultural thing? I would not know. I am black. I'm going to continue saying that. 
let's go to the next thing. I don't really have negatives. I think I kind of incorporated negatives and positives in that. But I don't really have anything bad to say. It kind of represented my high school life. Like, kind of gross. But it kind of, kind of, I, I, I related to some of her stupid moments. Um, I didn't push away my friends, but I think, oh, never mind. But yeah, okay. Anything else? Uh, another weird fact is that this show was actually recorded at uh, a high school that li is down the street from me. And whenever I see like uh, shows that are recorded in my area, it makes me feel weird that I live here because I actually, I didn't grow up in the valley. I moved here and it's just weird because when I lived in the area that I lived in, they were even saying like, oh, you're going to live, oh, you're in LA, you can go to Hollywood. Like it was kind of uh, weird and it was kind of like that. And now I kind of want to do a different episode on this, but it kind of makes me feel weird because I, uh, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's like you're living in an area where there's a bunch of opportunities. Like they're literally recording stuff, commercials and all these like shows in your area. But like you're not really you don't think you're going to get there. I don't know. It's the pessim pessimistic. The negative side of me? Okay, I'm going to stop. Uh, a YouTube comment under her video. Inside the show, there's a narrator. Narrator does not... It doesn't really matter. that it, This narrator is a white dude. He's a tennis player. I did not know who he was before this. So you don't have to try to ask me questions about who this person is. But his name was John Mc, McEnroe. And he's like a famous tennis player. But I don't know. Uh... He was a f fine narrator, in my opinion, because there was, like, who else would be the narrator? The dad? That would be so cheesy. Like, I like the fact that it was some random person that we didn't know about because it was kind of connected to the dad and he liked the tennis player. But I saw a comment on YouTube and it said, I actually found John Mc McEnroe to be super relevant because most brown dads love him. He was and is an icon to that generation. As other comments have mentioned, remember, sorry, as other comments have mentioned, maybe that we, that was lost on all your Gen, Gen Z ears. Now I kind of, I messed up that comment, but the whole point was that uh, she was saying that brown dads, um, Indian dads, they have like a connection with him and it's most of them. So that's why it was prevalent, pre relevant in the show. But yeah that's that's mainly it there's like i don't want to spoil all of it <laughs> but there's like a trauma it goes way more to the to the point where she doesn't really want to hang she doesn't want to watch her father leave so the ashes to be spread she doesn't want to see any of that and it leads all the way up to that but i don't want to i don't really gonna go that far because this was only season one and I don't think people understand that it was only season one. I think we're going to see other parts of her life that are different. And season one for a show was pretty good. Now, um, in my opinion, there shouldn't be a season two. I think we saw a character growth already. Like, it's it's we already saw character growth in season one. So I don't think there should be a season two. It's pretty, like, it's open for discussion. Like, let's see if Debbie actually gets uh has personal growth 
whatever. I don't, I don't really, it's a show. It's a drama. What the heck? Uh, I don't think I need to see them growing. Like it's, it's drama. Like that's one thing. It's a show and it's, it's, it's supposed to be stupid crazy. (laughs) It's supposed to make us want to see the next season and want to see the next episode. So I understand like the tactic for Netflix and all that. Uh, what is, okay, I'm gonna end it off with, what did I think? I love the show. Go watch the show. I love how Debbie really, Debbie, she really related to my high school experience. eh, I wasn't as smart as her, that's for sure. But, um, I understood some of the parts, the boy crazy part, I I understood it completely, um, later than she did, (laughs) which is fine with me. But I understood what she was going through, and um, I guess she was boy-obsessed and tried to focus on school, and in my opinion, I did the same thing, but I used boys to, like, hide my insecurities as a black girl in a area where there wasn't a black, black people. So that was my thing, and I think looking at someone else do the same thing, it made me want to scream at the TV, because now I know, but that was one thing. Um... She also was, it was prevalent that she didn't want a boyfriend. She just wanted a boyfriend. Huh. See, that's exactly what she wanted. She wanted a boyfriend that would literally validate all she did. She just wanted someone to tell her, like, oh, my God, you're doing a good job. Oh, my God, you're so good. Oh, my God, you're so cute. You're so hot. That's all she really wanted. And I think it's because her dad left. It, It was like we saw flashbacks and their relationship was loving I'm gonna say that their relationship was loving and it was very cute to watch those flashbacks which is not really I don't want to spoil so I watched another video it was an Indian mom and this is gonna close out the episode I just wanted to talk about this show because sex brown people and it was recorded in our neighborhood I think I want to talk about that and I feel like people should watch this show I want to see other people's opinions I really liked watching um it's kind of weird. I like seeing a girl that she was older than me. I think she was in she was a sophomore in college, I think. And she talked about the show and how strict her mom was. And I think I like seeing that review because then it shows how show the show is kind of uh, not realistic. It's like a drama. It is a drama. So that was one thing. And then I watched another YouTube video and it's of this other Indian woman. She's like older. Um, I'm going to say like a mom age. 30. Ernie Mammy, she looks nice. She looks gray hair. It looks good on her. Anyway, I watched her review and I saw a comment in the description and it was talking about how um, people, like the other review was talking about how she was crazy and blah, blah, blah. I think like there's a point in that. Like the sh- it, there's a purpose in all of the whole show. Like every, like little parts of the show, it made a difference in the end. So I'm going to read it. It says, if you got from the show that Debbie is a crazy person, you weren't even watching the show. It's like it's very clear that she's acting out because she's not dealing with her trauma. Everything she does is basically her acting out instead of dealing with her trauma. It's literally why the white tennis player narrates because everything about Debbie right now is revolving around her father's death. And she's trying to suppress the feelings as much as she can, especially through using Paxton to distract herself. Please, actively watch again. I feel like a lot of y'all missed a lot. And that's exactly how I feel. 
that one girl that reviewed it, she didn't really go into depth about the actual show. She just talked about uh, the technicalities. She talked about uh, how the culture, like, she was talking about how Devi really did not like her culture. And I guess it didn't relate to her, but I think there's, like, a side in all of us that doesn't want to accept our, like, ancestors because of our environment and because of where we are and we don't we kind of conform to our environment so we could fit in and we want to fit in and be like other girls most like white people we want to become like them so we don't stand out it's a whole thing like I, I feel like everyone understands that but it was kind of drawn out uh, maybe a lot of people don't really relate to that but I I understand why it was in the show because yeah that was her environment we all knew that but yeah, Never Have I Ever, the Netflix show. Go check it out. Season two, I won't watch season two. I don't I don't know if I will. But season one was good. It was like refreshing to watch. I cried at the end. I'm a very emotional person, so you might not cry, but it was good. I liked it. So yeah, go watch Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Let me know what you think. You can always comment on my um, podcast. If you press on the link, there should be a comment section. You can click on that and you could audio record yourself for a minute and it will go straight to me. That's pretty cool. Do that. Let me know what you think. Or you can go to our Instagram at Pod, and you can let me know what you think there. I post announcements there. I also post TikToks on Tuesdays and it announced what this episode will be about. So follow me on the Instagram. Go watch Never Have I Ever. Let me know what you think. Okay, this will conclude this episode. Thank you for listening. See you in the next episode.